Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Audible Farm Podcast. My name is Peter Stockdale. I'm your host. This is episode number 22. And this week I sit down with Cody Nielsen. Uh, I recall him being in the band Riddled with Class. We mentioned him in the Nick, uh, Nick Earhart podcast. And he was also in a band called Orphan for a while. And I found their old Facebook page with a little bit of his help. So I'm going to share that down in the description section. But he's a DJ for Mojo Productions. He plays in a couple church bands. I didn't know he was uh, in, as involved in that as he is, so it's really cool to actually you know, get to talk to him about some of that stuff. So I got to learn something new about him. Uh, we grew up from the same town, but we didn't converse too much, but we're always cordial with one another. So it was like, you know, really good to sit down with him and let, let him hear him tell his story and talk about all that kind of stuff. I, uh, I, I had a great time. You know, it's it's... It's weird that you know you're going to do this with somebody and you're going to podcast with somebody and sit down and talk with them and have like a little interview and stuff. But it's also neat to hear from somebody that uh, is from your area and they're giving back to the area and he's been giving back a lot uh, as much as he can with the music, uh, it seems like. So I'm really glad I got to have him on the podcast. We had a really great conversation. I hope everybody enjoys this as much as I did. This is episode number 22 with Cody Nielsen. It's the Audible Farm Podcast, with your host, Peter Stockdale. There it is. All right, uh, sitting down today with Cody Nielsen, and uh, I originally met you, uh, let's see here, you play guitar in, I mean... We're from the same town, so we've known each other for a long time, but you uh, played guitar in Riddled with Class, and uh, I guess at that time, I didn't even know you played guitar, so it was kind of cool to be like, holy crap, there's another guitar player in town, you know, closer to my age and that kind of stuff. So uh, let's like start there. Like, What got you started playing guitar, or what was like one of the first things, or people, or bands, or you know, what made you actually want to pick up an instrument and play? Did you play any other instruments in school? Um, yeah, I was actually in the percussion line at, in school. Nice. Um, so played in the band for a while. I, I, I didn't practice enough, so I didn't really make it that far in, in the, the, uh, the school band, but it was still, it it taught me a little bit. I, I had seven years of piano growing up. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Mary Getch was my teacher for most of it. Um, but, uh, for, for like three or four lessons, I had, uh, Denise Nave. Okay. And those four lessons that I had with Denise Nave, I just learned so much. Yeah. I kind of like jumped way up and then, uh, uh, she, she got way too busy for lessons for me, but, uh, uh, I, I, I learned a lot from just those four. And then, uh, right after high school, I started getting into, uh, kind of guitar a little bit and since i already had a little bit of music theory i was able to uh kind of step my own way in through learning the guitar and uh at that same time i was a camp counselor for uallu and uh they really needed guitar players for their campfires that for the kids singing and stuff and yeah what's this uh, what's the camp uh, it's called Iwalu. Uh, it's a bible camp over in eastern iowa oh cool so i was a counselor for that for that's awesome I think uh, eight years. Oh dang! For for summers and uh, 
Yeah, um, I was like a part-time counselor at first for two, and then the rest a full-time counselor over the summer. And uh, the resources there for learning guitar were amazing because you had like five or six other counselors that just just already knew how to all the basics of guitar and were were there to help you in whatever you wanted. But you were pretty much just learning chords and how to play guitar with kids and yep. play along with their singing and. So that was kind of the structure of how I got started playing guitar. That's awesome. Like, one of the first places I ever started playing guitar was actually in the church band uh, here in town at Oak Hill, the Baptist church that's in Humboldt. And uh, they just had, like, a youth group, and everybody kind of just came and sang songs and stuff like that, and it kept getting bigger and bigger. And then it was like, well, we need a bigger band, not just one guy. So, you know, they brought in some guy that played uh drums jake short played drums in the church band and sweet and tom hanrahan played the bass and i played the guitar and i mean steve Bice was there he was playing the guitar there too there was a bunch of people and we'd have occasionally just have people kind of come in and out and and also join us and that's you know like it's kind of weird that like i got my first start at like church you know that was my first like real go-to at it and yours was like at a church camp so we got a little bit of a parallel there. that's yeah. kind of nice so, yeah yes yeah, so how'd you get uh lined up doing a gig over there like did you just like want to be a counselor and then it was by happenstance they wanted guitar players too or was it well i went to camp there for quite a few years um my best friend growing up was david amundsen and his folks are from that area so that's where they went to camp so i actually tried like ingham here and it wasn't the right feel or whatever didn't really want to go back so i tried it over there and then just loved it so i went back just year after year and then like you got old enough that the next year you're old enough to be a counselor, so why yep. not just be a counselor then? Exactly. So, uh, that's kind of how I got hooked up with that. That's pretty awesome, actually. Like, uh, just kind of those little, like, I mean, it might just not be that big a deal to you because it's your life, but like someone like me, it's like, man, that's that sounds like a pretty great opportunity, you know, like go farther away from where you're originally at, and then you get to go try something new, like playing the guitar in front of a whole bunch of people, and it's kind of a nice soft environment where you're not going to get too many people heckling you yeah. for playing guitar definitely not gonna get booed off stage there yeah man and uh, i mean it's not like getting booed off stage literally actually happens no. but i have been places and have been booed you know it's uh one of the first shows i ever played was actually for uh it was like homecoming coronation or pre-prom or something here at at the high school okay and uh, i think i've told the story before on the podcast but you could hear people laughing in the video louder than you could hear us playing and that was like one of those things oh, where it was like, dang. oh, yeah, I was like, all right, well, that's uh, motivation not to suck anymore. So that was, how, I mean, I, and who's, who's going to blame them? It was like the first time all of us had ever tried playing a song together. So, but yeah, that was, that was totally a thing. So it's kind of nice. You got that nice little soft intro. And maybe that's why I took to going to church and playing church stuff too. Cause it's like, well, no one's going to make funny at a church. No, for a little different perspective for that show anyway. I was at that show because yep. I was in I was younger than you high school or what wise and like I thought it was the coolest thing ever that you guys got a group together and could actually play music up on stage and stuff and just like jam out even though like some of the other people didn't think it was so cool, but Yeah, we had some pretty big shoes to fill. I mean there was a band like when we were young, there was a band that was like full of upperclassmen. They were called the Broken Frontmen. And it was like uh, Brian Gorman and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I think Josh Rupty maybe. I I can't remember everybody that was in it. But uh, Andy Erickson maybe. Um, 
yeah, there's a handful of dudes in that band, and they were all from like the high school in the area, and they were they were pretty solid for being high school guys. So it was one of those deals where it was like the first year the Broken Frontman wasn't around, and then they bring in Active Input, and <laughs> and it was it was a little bit of a struggle, but we. You know, we pulled through and we actually ended up playing a lot of shows like at the school for random events and things like that. And that was tons of fun. Like, I don't regret playing guitar in high school, regardless of whether or not I got laughed at by people, you know. <laughs> I I know all those guys. I mean, I, I've never seen them play, yeah. but they were the oldest scouts when I was in scouts. And they like took me under their wing and Brian Gorman, uh, yeah. He was like an older brother for a little while. He was yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, Brian's a great guy, man. I uh, actually got to hang out with him about a month or so ago. I ran sound for the band that he's in now called uh, uh, Last in Line. They play cover songs from like '80s hair metal and stuff like that. Really, pretty, pretty stellar. It's got a. Uh, I did not know Clint, he was still Clint playing. Blumker plays the drums. Okay. Uh, Clint's brother Chad plays the guitar, and then. Uh, Brian plays guitar and sings, and they have a bass player that I met one time, and I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Um, if he's listening, sorry. But, uh, that's that's the bad part about giving the call-outs and naming names of people. You know, that's but, why I made a list before I came. Yeah, I, I've i done the list thing before, but it's, it's so yeah. funny because sometimes you get off topic, and you're like, oh, let's talk oh, about these yeah. guys, and then you're like, I forget some of them. So. Oh. But yeah, there's, I mean... I think they wanted to call themselves something like Van Blumker for a while, which which would have been like the coolest name ever because they're they're really good. Uh, it's one of those deals where you go to show up and watch people play '80s hair metal, and it's like, uh-huh. uh, this is either going to be great or it's going to be a struggle bus. And dude, they were rocking it. Like, I, it's not that I should be that blown away because Chad's a really good guitar player, and I know how good Clint is. I've played in bands with him for you know a while now, but Forever. it's dude, it was a good show. I had a great time. Brian can still sing like sweet yeah that was always one of those things he was always such a good singer growing up and that's uh something that i guess shouldn't be taken lightly no because i'm not i'm not too good of a singer what about you i i can i could sing a little did you sing sing chorus in school at all or no not until after 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 uh, like high school i joined up with the humboldt community chorus and that's where i started really growing and learning how to sing with that cool so, i didn't know you were in that yeah that's yeah. awesome dude yep i'm the uh, youngest male member so i i can help hold that uh, proud but S- still involved oh yeah nice yeah, yeah. we just put on a show here at the beginning of february and well heck it was it was a hell of a show yeah man that's awesome i did not know you were doing that that's mm-hmm. so cool oh man so uh the practice that goes into that is just insane i bet but uh the end product is is worth talking about i think how many people are in that 60 66 i think somewhere around there that's a lot of people yeah as they all come from around this area or is it uh most of them some of them drive from quite a ways away uh todd treganza is still in it and he drives up from uh boone nice every week to practice and Dude, that's, that's wild yeah that is that's a drive and then there, there's some that come from alcona and some from pocahontas and just from all over the place that's cool man i i mean i i'm not as involved in like the community music scene like that as i could be but uh it's it's awesome having that kind of stuff around and it's you know, not to say I wouldn't ever go to one, but I'm so busy that I have to pick and choose what I go to now. Of and now that I actually want to kind of go to all this stuff, I don't have the time to and go figure. But uh, uh, no, it's definitely blessed with a lot of amazing singers in that group. Yeah, it's 
I mean, they've got a community chorus in town, and they've also got what's the community band thing they've got going on? I forget oh, what it's the called. Humble Big Band. There, that is awesome too. Mm-hmm. I I walked in on one of their practices uh, like ten, eleven years ago, and I know it's been a while, but like, I was just like, holy crap! This is a bunch of adults that are just wailing on their <laughs> instruments here. And I mean, my only experience was coming from like a high school band perspective, so it's like. You get some people that still honk on their instruments, and not everybody wants to practice. But those people, I'll take it seriously, and they're, they're good. They're all all stars. Yeah. The, the amount of work that they put in is just through the roof. And now that they got uh, Jeremy Ober in there, uh, he's kind of I think their newest member uh, in guitar. So that's that's kind of cool. I've always really looked up to him and his sound, and uh, just uh, I I I don't even think I can name them all. But yeah, yeah. everybody in that group is just knows their instruments so well yeah uh jeremy's name's one that comes up about every other week on this podcast it <laughs> I seems bet like. so i mean he's uh he's been kind of an influence around this area yeah. forever yeah i mean he should be looked to up to if not for talent definitely for work ethic i mean like he's he's one of the best in both categories like regard like around the multi-county area he's always playing shows he's mm-hmm. got the jam night he's community involved he's doing a lot of stuff and uh He's definitely someone to go check out if you want to go see. What's he got? A Lone Tree Revival show coming up soon. Yeah, that's gonna be at Rustics. Yeah, it's at yeah. Rustics. Uh, yeah. What do they call it? Gordy's now. Gordy's at oh, Rustics Gordy's or whatever. Rustics, yeah. Whatever. It's one that's of the places be next door. Raising money for the theater. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess I got internet connection. I could look that up. Um. I'll look that's that up now. But what you started playing guitar at church camp, and then from there, where did you go? Well, the the next step, I, I kind of joined the uh, community chorus, and then uh, I I started writing music right after that because I I don't know I've I've always kind of thought uh, rock music was fun, and then I formed the band called Orphan uh, shortly after that, and I'm yeah. actually wearing an Orphan T-shirt. I remember <laughs> that actually. Now that you mentioned that, yeah, we played at the Rock and Picnic. One yeah, year, you did, and uh, that was our our biggest venue. Yeah. Uh, there was a bunch of littler venues along the way, like uh, uh, the Eagles Club in Fort Dodge was always nice to host us. I love that place. Our sound had a little bit of punk rock in it, a little bit of uh, just old-time rock and roll, a little bit of everything. We, we, we set out to be an original band. We got quite a bit of covers, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and uh, it was a, a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Caleb Johnson was the drummer for that. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he does much drumming anymore, but he's still singing in the community chorus and yeah. stuff. He he was always a drummer that uh, wanted to be a singer. Yeah, uh, I, that, and he was an amazing drummer. So I I'm I'm glad that we had him in that band. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Uh, I did actually look up that Lone Tree Revival show. It's uh, it's on the 16th, which is Saturday. Uh, this is gonna come out on Thursday, so. It would be February 16th. That's a uh, Gordy's at Rustics uh, in Humboldt. Starts at seven. Um, just reading that off of the Facebook page, and I'm totally gonna go to that show. Like, uh, if if not the entire show, I am going to make an appearance for sure because I want to see those guys play. We're talking uh, Jeremy Ober's in the band, uh, Dan Casty, uh, Tim Miller. There's a handful of other people, but it's it's gonna be horns and strings and an amazing time. Manicus, I, I think, is in there too. Yeah, man. I, uh, I mean, we could just. <laughs> we don't through, have to name yeah, all we could but go yeah. through and dig dig through online for the ones that i i am forgetting right now but at, <laughs> at any rate 
So you started Orphan, and, yeah. and you played a lot of your own stuff, and I barely remember that happening, but I remember it now. Like, now that you say <laughs> it, it's just like, oh, yeah. There's a little local band that's just kind of doing little stuff. Yeah, man, and time flies by so fast. How oh, long yeah. ago was that? That was like eight, nine years ago. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Like, it's so wild to think that that was that long ago. And, uh, I mean, kudos to you. You would have been, like, fresh out of high school when oh, all yeah. that was happening. Yeah. So uh, kudos to you for trying to make, you know, your own music and playing music that young because i was when i was that old i was too scared to whether or not i was good enough to i didn't care i was just like i don't want to get made fun of you know on a grander scale you know like go out to the rock and picnic and have 200 300 400 people (laughs) looking at you and it's it's not something you want to mess up man no i've always uh had uh, way more confidence than i have talent so that's that's (laughs) that's, that's not a bad thing though like uh it's just like i like i just said man like it's if you have the opposite end of it you just don't do anything for a long time and i took like nine years off ten years off didn't even pick up a guitar almost you know so that's that's the way that ends up going i mean kudos because it's uh that's a tough deal who else was in orphan with you well uh we we had another guitarist for a while his name was uh mason rowe and uh Hopefully he kind of gets back into it, or I'm not sure if he's playing now or not, or anything like that. He uh, kind of left the band a little bit halfway through, like when we were going through our cycle, and that was kind of the big moment of when it started downfalling. After that, but yep. uh, after that, we got a bass guitarist uh, named Alex Ingman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was in it for a little while, and that was that was kind of fun to have him in there. He, he's always been really chill, so yep. it was kind of easy to have him fit in there and just kind of he just said okay to whatever we were doing, and that's yeah, dude. It was it was chill. But before that, I kind of wanted to tell you this story. Um, uh, when I first started, I just had Caleb and me, and he was like, "We we need a bigger sound. We need we need a bass guitarist." And he had brothers that played bass guitar. He had uh, yeah. Michael and uh, Jot or Micah and Jot and uh they uh they they both wanted to be in it and they mm-hmm. both played bass so our first show as orphan we had two bass guitarists one lead rhythm guitarist and a drummer and i gotta tell you that was a pretty fat sound up yeah, there dude. everybody was kind of looking at us because we were like the opening band of some other bands coming up and they're like you got two two bass oh okay yeah rock and roll man <laughs> i mean it's it has been done before but it is kind of a weird thing to have two bassists i mean it's not unheard of there have been bands that have pulled it off and done it well um but man it's that's it crazy fun. like it would have been would like you said it would have been a fat sound coming yep. out at everybody yep it was it was quite a fat sound and it, i don't know it, it was an interesting stepping stone i'm glad that we got mason shortly after that he he was a huge nirvana fan just uh-huh. that sound and he just emulated it perfectly he was he was just I don't know. He, there's so much angst and yeah, and he had a whole bunch of his original music that he brought along with him that we played through, and it was it was it was a good time. It was it was a big learning experience. I gotta say. Yeah, man. Uh, first bands usually are. I mean, it's uh, it's where you realize where you're making the most mistakes and the things you need to work on, uh, filling in all those holes that you didn't even know you had. <laughs> right. I mean, th- that's like the toughest part about like putting yourself out there in front of a bunch of people and. Uh, I mean, you're almost always better off for it, having done it yeah. uh, in one way or another. The hardest part about that band was finding places to practice. Yeah. I mean, it's 
Like, I mean, you're sitting down in my basement with me, which seems like a good practice place. But if you get three or four people down here making noise, uh, we're going to shake the walls in this building. Uh, it's not. And uh, I live, uh, I cohabitate with others. Let's just put it that way. And uh, they aren't going to appreciate the noise as much. I bet not. Yeah. So I try to keep it down as much as possible, which uh, it's kind of weird because there's a drum set sitting over there and i play that very sparingly just to try to be kind to everyone around but yeah yeah, i mean finding a place to practice is usually like the biggest killer for a band too especially if like one guy leaves and he was the place where everybody practiced yeah sometimes that'll kill a band i mean it's been known to happen here and there um i know when i was doing the stockyard stuff we had to shuffle around a handful of times before we finally found a place to practice and Mm -hmm. uh you know, thankfully we had a place to practice. Otherwise, I don't know if we would have been able to pull it off. Everybody would have been down here in my basement making noise, and it would have been <laughs> would have had some unhappy people in the house. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's always a tough sell. Yeah. Who else you got in the band? Was that the whole band? That, that was it. They, it was it was kind of a rotating door kind of thing with people coming and going and filling in different spots. But then after after that last rock and picnic, the, that band kind of broke up and just became yep. part of the past, you know. And uh, I've always kind of wanted to get that one back together. But Dude, uh, you you had to have played on one of the very first rock and picnics, like I second, think- third. I think that was the second one. Yeah, man. Because yeah. uh, we're talking, what, eight years ago, you said? Eight, nine years ago? Because I think they did 10 second was the third. last year was the 10th one. Yeah. Yep. So, and I mean, I've been lucky enough to play on a couple, which I will never, ever take that lightly. Like, that's one of my favorite shows I've ever done. It, yep. it seems so high pressure because of how professional everyone treats it. And uh, it's just a great atmosphere to play at, that Rock and Picnic in Humboldt. Uh, I've talked about it multiple times <laughs> on the podcast because it's so much fun to go to. And but you, you get out of Humboldt and no one's heard of it. Yeah, That's and it's it's so wild. I don't yeah. know how people have never heard of it when it's such a big deal in town. Yeah, yeah, and people go nuts. Yeah, man. So uh, what happened after Orphan? What do we got after that kind of oh, shakes down? The next one was was a pretty interesting one. I, I actually uh, took some lessons from a guy here in town. His, his name's Corey Meyer. Yep. you ever heard of him? Yep. He's a pretty good guitarist. Oh, yeah. So uh, he actually, uh, before that, I was just playing chords and stuff and just messing around and kind of emulate I, I didn't know anything about like the pentatonic scale or anything about scales or anything like that yep. only i would follow tabs just learn the tabs I, but uh so i took some lessons from Corey. um uh, only a few only until i broke my leg but uh he uh he he taught me all those different scales and how to put them together and it really brought my game up for putting a solo together and yeah dude it, it just like after that, the tabs made more sense. Bingo. Like how could, everything fit together. You could see just, all the patterns that everybody's yep. starting to build off of. And that's the craziest thing about scales is once you've got the basic chord knowledge and you've played enough, as when somebody shows you a scale and tells you how it works, it's just like, oh man, you just unlocked so much. Like after, like from all this, I can figure out how this goes, and like this dude's using this, and oh, they're all just in a minor this scale, and I could figure that out based on the minor pentatonic scale that the guy showed me. And mm-hmm. I mean, and Corey, he's darn good, man. He's a uh, more of a basement rocker, I would call him. You know, he's I haven't seen him in bands too much, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's, I've heard of, I've heard him play, and he's. I think his band days are kind of over. Maybe they'll get back into it or something like that. But uh, yeah, he's he's like a basement rocker. He's, yeah, dude, he, he plays in his house all the time. And but he's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that's the other thing. I'm like 
I know I was kind of in that category. I uh, I don't know if I want to say I'm that good, but I you know I was just a guy that just played in his basement, didn't have any bands around. It's tough to find enough people you can stand next to and get along with for yeah. long periods of time. True um, story. It's not impossible, and uh, but you know most musicians are kind of antisocial people. So yeah, yeah. Um, and Corey is a guy that if if you're like wanting to know anything about any cert- certain kind of equipment, yep. I bet he's owned it at one point in time because oh, yeah. he just goes through equipment like crazy but yeah he 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 knows the stuff about equipment and oh, pedals yeah. and it gets deep yeah uh that was always one of my favorite things i used to go hang out at a buddy's place and he would show up every now and then just like on i mean i'd see him like once every couple of months and we'd just like sit next to each other and talk about guitars and he'd always try and sell me one you know because he's yeah. always like you said <laughs> always he's always going through equipment yeah he's just always got a different guitar hey you want to try this one out I, I mean i'll let you bring it home and try it and that's pretty much just like no because if it comes home with me I'm, I'm gonna buy it so yeah so yeah i mean he's a fun guy to sit down and talk to i guess i didn't know you took some lessons from him but yeah he's one of those guys i i bet he pushed you in the right path for sure yeah well i was bringing that up for my next point because uh my next band that i was in is called red carpet rebels oh yeah and how i got in that group is i was standing on main street algona and i overheard this guy like next to me or something like that talking about how he was writing something about songs or something like that. And I just walked up to him and said, hey, I, I've written some songs. Like, <laughs> but uh, the guy next to him ended up being Jeff Wolf, and he okay. was kind of putting a band together. Yeah, that name sounds familiar. Um, I don't know where I know that name from, but keep going. He owned the afterlife. There you go. Yeah, yeah man. All right. All <laughs> that's, right. That's how everybody knew him. But, uh, yeah, he, he was definitely... Uh, um, big. So he was the drummer for Red Carpet Rebels, and uh, Steve uh, Williams was the bass guitarist. And then uh, Corey Meyer joined as another guitarist a little bit later on. Oh, cool! I didn't know that, mm-hmm. dude. That's awesome. So he 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 was jamming along with it, and we had a lot of fun with that. Dude, uh, I bet I I never even heard of that band. Uh, it wasn't around all that long. I mean, I, I think. Two years is all we were really together jamming or something like that. But Did you play most of your shows up in Algona? or Yeah, we played a lot of them there. Um, we, we ventured out a little bit, but most of them were right there at the Afterlife. Yeah, man. And that place is another place that, like, if they get so many bands and so much going on there, and I feel like that place should just be packed wall-to-wall for how awesome it is. It's kind of like a diamond in the rough because you... And the next venue to go play like is in Humboldt, I guess, but it's just a bar where that the afterlife, which I don't know what they call it, lifers now or whatever. It's such a huge place with a nice stage and like the great atmosphere. And I always figured that place would just have tons of bands coming through all the time, and the place would just be packed wall to wall. And it just it's never as packed as I imagine it being. You know, when I show up there, it's like this yeah. place could fit two hundred. Yeah, there's a hundred in here, but why isn't there two hundred? You know, right. Like, but that place is awesome. I, I love that place. And I've actually, I don't think I've ever played a show up there, man. I've seen dozens and dozens and dozens <laughs> of shows there. I've been there and partied back when I used to party. Yeah. And I've never played a show there. So that's uh, pretty awesome that you actually have. Yeah. No, I played a lot of shows there. I, I opened up, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was the lead singer from Smile Empty Soul. Oh, yeah. And I opened up for that. Yeah, that man. Was, that was pretty cool because that was something I was listening to when I was in high school. Exactly. And like, I opened up for that guy. Yeah, so. dude. That's cool stuff, <laughs> man. I uh, One of my friends used to go up there, Dan Blair. I mean, I did a podcast with him, and I remember mm-hmm. going up there during a jam night uh, that was up there. 
and I saw you up there, and uh, you got up and played a couple songs, and I played a couple. With, I played the cajon for most of the night, I guess. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I do remember seeing you up there a few times uh, at shows, and uh, I I did see you play the acoustic there. I want to say one of those nights yep. that I was there. So, I mean, I, I have seen you play, so it it's not so it's not like I'm completely <laughs> ignorant to what you've got going on. But I didn't know that you were in a was it Red Carpet Rebels? Yeah, Red Carpet Rebels. There that you was... go. That was part of that uh, little history there, and uh, uh, it it was uh, another kind of stepping stone. And then after that one, kind of fizzled out. Like, don't you hate it when you don't really know if a band's still together or not for a little bit, and you're kind of like, it could be, it couldn't be, yeah. and you're kind of hearing back, and somebody's busy, and then it's kind of, I don't know, I call that more like fizzling out than breaking up. Yeah, there's not like a real point where everybody's just so pissed at each other that they're like we're never going to see each other again or anything like that it's yeah it's it's always tough when like that comes down to a band because it seems like either everything blows up and everybody hates each other or it just kind of everybody just gets tired of talking to each other and yeah. go separate ways for a while yeah um and then after that is when uh riddled with class picked me up awesome yeah uh and that was a band from Humboldt that, uh, I Nick mean, Gerhardt, yeah, Danza. Dude, they were super popular in this in this town, and they're still around. Uh, oh with, yeah. With a man, they've had a lot of lineup changes since the the very beginning. But oh, yeah, yeah, let's let's take me through when like when did you join into the band? I I joined in right when it first started be calling like Riddle the Class. Yeah. And I think I was I was with them. I don't know, maybe my time scale's off or something like that. But it seemed like it was uh, kind of a three-year span, something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, Stubbs was in it, and uh, Jed Rostetter was in it, and uh, Scotty was in it at the time. Oh, yeah, uh, Justin Rasmussen. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, and Stubbs would be Matt Stubbs. Yeah. Yep, Matt was the Stubbs that was in that band. Matt played drums and uh JR played guitar, and you played guitar then, I'm assuming, in that yep. band, too. Um, and Nick Earhart, of course. Rocking the bass. Yep. Uh, he's, I guess you could almost call him, like, one of the founding members, the last guy standing in the band as of the original lineup. That's true. Because, uh, I mean, you played for three years, and I feel like it was just kind of like one person would drop off, and then they'd pick up a new person, and then you'd go, like, another year, and, like, one person would drop off, and you'd pick up a new person, and it just kind of slowly kept doing that after a couple of years until now where they're at now i guess yeah uh you guys played a lot of shows with riddled with class i remember seeing you play with them a handful of times yeah uh, no we definitely stayed busy with riddled with class i mean yeah dude that's what you get when when you're an all cover band yeah you stay busy but you're not putting any your, your own music out there or anything like that you just stay like and then it started to be every weekend we're booked and i would yep. i had family stuff going on this day and this day and i was like well i can't really do it that day so then it become a little bit more of a chore and then i kind of had to decide eventually what if i was going to be more with my family or more with the band and i i kind of leaned more with my family yeah i mean so. there's nothing wrong with that it's uh tough to find exactly what the balance is because um i mean as of late even i'm having a little bit of an issue trying to find my balance for uh managing my own time i guess you could call it because i have uh a lot of priorities i'm doing the podcast and a couple bands and uh i'm like interning right now and i'm going to school full time and wow i mean it's just it's 
it's a lot of things. I got guitar lessons uh, one day yeah. a week. I, I squished everyone down to one day, so it would help me out a little bit. So, I, I mean, I do have a full plate, and I do understand where you're coming from, where you got to make choices, and uh, yeah. it's not easy to make difficult decisions one way or the other. That's no. for sure. But, uh, yeah, no, they've definitely made some good uh, progress since then, and I'm I'm really happy for them. Uh, what, like, when you joined the band, what kind of songs were you guys going for? Uh, we were just going 90s, kind of 90s rock yep. covers of those. We've seen, we've seen enough of those bands out there that covered the 70s, covered the classic rock. We've yep. seen all that. We've seen different things, but there was no, no kind of a 90s cover band out there. So we just kind of focused on that area. And like, yeah. that was something that we've all heard before. I mean, a lot of the songs that, I wasn't into because I was a little younger when they yeah, were yeah. learning their kind of music, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I I picked it up pretty quick, and I was like, yeah, I can I can definitely understand this. I mean, so we we went through, and uh, that's that's what we focused on. Yeah, and I like when you guys started doing that, you were probably the only '90s rock band, like cover band, like north of Des Moines, like west of Sioux City and like east of dubuque like you were the only one that was around here doing that so that's like one of the reasons you guys got to stay busy and and you did it at a focal point when a lot of those guys were turning you know 30 ish years old and the way that that happens is like well you're 30 and now you have enough money to go to the bar if you want to yeah and those are the people that are going to show up on saturday nights and pay the money to watch the music that they want you know they grew up with and stuff like that so you guys, I, I feel like you made the right choice doing the 90s band thing. Yep. Uh, you picked hella songs that like everybody knew. I mean, I knew 90% of what you were playing. I mean, you and I are pretty close to the same age group, and mm. I would have been pretty young when a lot of these things came out. But like, who doesn't know the song Cumbersome? I mean, you right. know, just stuff like that. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to play the song. But, you know, it is uh, it is what it is, though. Like cover bands, you're going to end up playing a song you don't want to here and there. Here and there, yeah. You know. Um. I, and it was always cool to see like uh, a guy out of the audience that like wasn't expecting what we were gonna put down like just sees sees a band set up and just expects another like to cover classic rock songs or something like that and like we start playing songs that are from his time period yeah. and his light his face just lights up and he runs like that that was always a cool kind of yeah. yeah I'm so glad you brought that up man because that's that's like why I do what I do is just to make somebody just to see the smile on somebody's face and watch them enjoy yeah you know what you're putting out there for them it's uh man it's a special something when you can put that smile on somebody's face and that's that's literally like all music's really about and uh i mean you've you've been playing at this point in time for like what 10 years now it would have been uh up and up through riddled with class so you've probably seen that here and there anyways but but uh like we said, when you're playing those '90s songs, and those are the people that are packing the bars on Saturday nights and Friday nights, it's it's probably gets pretty wild sometimes, you yeah. know. Like, uh, how how big was the biggest show you played with Riddled with Class? Because I know that like I saw you in town in Humboldt one time, and and it's like the bar the bar was just wall to wall packed, you know. <laughs> yeah, I I don't have any numbers at yeah. all, like of the biggest show or uh, the. The biggest show was probably that we played was Rock and Picnic with that band. Oh, so you played Riddled with Class, Rock and Picnic. Yeah. So you played a couple different bands, Rock and Picnic. Yep. That's awesome, dude. Yep, I've been there a few times too. That's sweet. But uh, yeah, no, it was. uh, It's been it's been fun. 
along the way. Now I'm just in uh, two different church bands. Dude, church so. band's the way to go. I yeah. don't I don't mind the church band thing one bit. Yeah. No, that's, that's how I cut my chops. A lot of my uh, guitar students, I push them that way if, if I can because it's a nice environment, an easy environment to get involved in. Definitely, definitely. Uh, where, where do you play for church bands? Our Saviors. Uh, the first was, is where I've been playing for just years upon years. I I think we we counted counted up and uh, it's been eight years back. So that that's where I've been spending Sundays. So we would load up everything on Saturday and then I'd wake up on Sunday and go play on stage again. Yep. So if you're ever listening to the radio in the morning, you'll hear us on the radio. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a uh, ninety-seven-seven. Still plays that one. Yep. 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 So uh, anybody anybody in the north central Iowa area can probably pick that one up because 97.7. I mean, hell, in Humboldt, you can turn your radio off and 97.7 still comes through those friggin' speakers. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how powerful that is. Yep. You, know, you turn your dial to 105.9 and 97.7 comes through. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's all you get. Yeah, it's all you get around here. <laughs> but that's always kind of neat to run into different people around town that's like, I heard you on the radio this morning. And yeah, I'm like, man. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's also kind of fun doing like that. I don't it almost feels like a civic duty to go out there and play the guitar for people at a church uh in that kind of environment. I don't know why I always really enjoyed it for that. It just felt kind of like you're giving back even though it's really like it's not really like quote unquote work to you, you mm-hmm. know, it's just something you enjoy otherwise I'm sure you wouldn't be doing it, but it's uh it's so nice to actually go out there and do something for the community. I mean, even at a church level, because it's only going to involve a handful of people in the community, depending on the church. But True. it's it's tons of fun, man. Uh, there is a little bit of parts of it that feel like work, like the the picking of the music uh, and making sure everybody knows the music and like knowing the music is what the pastor kind of wants and fitting that in with their message and going back and forth with that. Yeah, man. That's that's where it kind of becomes work a little bit. And then when you're introducing a new song and you don't really have a whole lot of time to get the whole group together to learn the new song for that next week, and then it's real rough on Sunday because that, that, that's when it gets rough. But uh, other than that, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. How many people are in that church band? Uh, we've got, uh, Bob Johnson for one. What? That's sick, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then Rich Lenz plays the drums for it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rich Lenz is a really good drummer. Yeah. No, he's, he's been amazing to have, um, as, um, if you knew Sam Lenz yep. at all. Yep. So, yeah. I actually, uh, when I used to work at High V in Humboldt, uh, every now and then Rich would walk through and someone's just like, you know, that guy plays the drums. And it's like, somebody would always just come up to me and be like, Hey, that guy plays the drums. Like every time he'd walk <laughs> by. So I, like, I know who he is and he's, yeah. it's, uh, I don't know if we ever talked, but it's just like, Oh, I know that guy. He plays drums. It's rich, you know? So he's got some amazing stories of when he used to travel around as a drummer. Uh, so I've heard, I, uh, might not mind having him on here if he you wants should. to talk, but I'll ask him about it. Yeah, definitely, man. Who else is in the band uh, with you? Chrissy Matthews is a singer, and she's been in it ever since I've been in it. So All she's right. been in it forever along as well as me. But uh, Eric Amundsen, he's been in it a really long time, too, as a singer. And then Kate Smith, we just picked her up as a singer. Uh, the Amundsen, is that the brother of the other Amundsen that you used to hang out with? Um, that's actually the dad. The dad? Yeah. Oh, no way. Yep, yep. So it's uh, Scott and David's dad and Peter. So, yep, he is yeah. he's, he's a little bit older, but he, he, he can sing pretty good. Yeah, those guys are awesome. Uh, 
like every single one of those guys is like intelligent with a nice interesting skill set like yeah I, every one of the Amundsen's it's so awesome it blows my mind sometimes and they're just out there like doing amazing things right now probably but yeah and on like you ask them about it they're just kind of like yeah yeah I'm yeah. doing stuff and yeah. it's like to them it's just another day it's so cool so yep. you, yeah what is every like you got a guitar drum bass yeah bob plays bass okay so bob plays bass and that because uh, i know bob plays 400 instruments you yeah know, he's, yeah he just stacks them on top yeah. of each other <laughs> he just plays them, <laughs> plays them all at once he's playing the fiddle with his feet you know just kicking butt yeah uh piano at all in your band there or no oh uh, we've always kind of wanted one we we had one for a little bit but then it didn't work out very well so it's uh uh we we don't have a piano right now so it's just a like I play an acoustic guitar up there. Bob plays a bass, and we got drums, and we got uh, the rest of them are singers. Awesome, man! That's really cool. So it's a little bit new agey kind of sound. It's a uh, a lot of those real popular like uh, bands from or that are coming out with new music and stuff. That's yep. that's the sound that they're kind of putting out right now. It's yep. just like the simple guitar sound and things like that. Uh-huh. That's kind of what we're going kind of going after and it seems to work out people people always have pretty good reactions to what we're what we're putting out there either that or they're just so desperate to have some youth in the church that they just tell us all good things i don't know yeah man i mean having a good uh not to turn this into church talk but yeah having a good youth group at a church like makes all the difference because yeah. it uh i'll tell you what when i was going to church a lot when i was younger playing at oak hill at the Baptist Church here in town, that place was packed on like Thursday nights with kids that would come in there just to like hear us play music, like get a little message and just hang out with friends. Because, you know, believe it or not, sometimes kids just want to hang out, and uh, yeah. th- you know, even if it is at a church, they'll they'll go there and they'll appease the masses and mm. and be a little bit PC and and enjoy the time with everybody. It's uh, having the youth around at a church is definitely killer, especially in you know this town is uh, not getting any younger. And a lot of the younger people are getting jobs and leaving. I mean, I'm sure it's that way in all small towns around Iowa because yeah, it's it just the way it goes. Seems but like it's been that way around here ever since I was young. So. Yeah, man. Uh, but Some of us has never left. Yeah, I mean, I've never <laughs> actually officially left. I'm not here all the time. But, yeah, yeah I uh, I don't necessarily, like, I foresee myself leaving eventually, but I don't. Even then, it's still just like we'll see, see what happens, you yeah. know. Yeah, I I tried to move away once, and I just couldn't find a job out there. So I came back here, and I found a job pretty quick, and that's yeah, found yeah. my life here again. And that's and there's nothing that bad about small towns. No. Everybody wants to down on the small town all the time. It's like oh, everybody there's just a bigot, or everybody there just blah blah. And it's like dude, like we all care about each other here so much, and we have the ability to push opinions aside that everybody has one another you know like uh unfortunately the internet i think has ruined a lot of people from a lot of that stuff but it it's nice to know that you live in a small town and everybody kind of knows each other and kind of cares about each other you know Mm -hmm. it's uh we're all in it together here in this town Uh, it's a lot easier to hear that one guy in the town that's making a big deal about whatever you know and like to kind of label that whole town after that one guy and that's not how it is no man everybody in the town is not paying attention to that one guy no no man it's uh and i I like living in the small town i like like you said i I don't know if i'll move away and if Mm -hmm. i do maybe i'll come back who knows but uh as of right now like it just sounds like you've uh you got another you say you had another church band yep 
Okay, so let's hear about that church band before we... Uh... It's called Ecclesiastes. And All right. They, uh, they, they do have a lot of their own original music kind of thing, so they're not only just a cover band or something. All but, right. Uh, Lenny Darling, and this uh, this church band plays over in Badger. Oh, cool. So it's the Badger Lutheran Church. Oh, nice. They play there once a month, and uh, it was kind of a, a Lutheran exchange program because uh, that's the actual church that uh, Rich goes to. Okay, so Rich goes... To Badger is what you're saying. So Rich yeah. plays in Our Saviors for okay. me to play over in Badger because they they did more instruments over there too, and I we needed a drummer over here, so he comes plays with us. And you, I go play, with, play them, with them, and uh, it seems to work out pretty well. So uh, the Ecclesiastes you said was once a month. Yep. Uh, do they run it like the same time, or do you have to just take off one one week a month at uh our saviors in order to do it over at in badger that's true that's how you do it you just yep. take a take a week off and go over there and yep. do it one week a month we go over there and play over in badger and that's awesome um, they they definitely have a different sound they uh since they're writing their own music and lenny's been in a, a lot of different blues bands along the way and uh that's that's definitely given it a, a little bit different sound and then there's a uh, jack uh I actually don't know his last name as as the bass guitarist, um, and then Rich is the drummer. So they've got two guitars, a bass, and a drummer in that one, and then uh, pretty much two constant singers out front. All right, well, that's cool. I do like the uh, the multi singer thing going on. I don't. It doesn't have to be a whole chorus of people, but I do enjoy having multiple singers. Uh, yeah. Some of that comes from the fact that a I can't sing. I mean, like I can I can hold a tune like okay, but um no i can't sing very well so like like i said <laughs> it just takes time too just yeah. like out there learning the pitches and that's that's pretty much just like practicing an instrument yeah man i uh i, I mean i i do understand that some people some some folks out there like no matter what they do for trying to sing they're not they're not gonna get it but yeah. uh most people i think that out there that says that they just can't sing and they'll never never be able to uh-huh. And just got to kind of hone it in a little bit and learn what your voice is capable of doing. Bingo. So that's what it comes down to. Like uh, one of my big deals was like I, I did the whole stockyard thing and I had like two great singers in the band and I chose to sing the majority of the time just off the simple fact that like I was the one putting all the work in to get the band together and choosing songs and doing all of it. It would have been way better for me just to be like, you guys can sing this because I'm putting in all this extra work. But I I don't know. Uh, to sing blues songs isn't as terribly difficult as uh, to sing like gospel music because you have to be pretty close to bang on when you're singing gospel music because you're holding yeah. notes for longer. And in blues music, you can just kind of be like rap 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 and like that oh, sounds great, you know. So <laughs> um, everybody's just focused on the guitar for blues anyway. So. Yeah, man. And that's that was the other thing. It was just like uh, I'm in a couple bands and I don't have the time to like sit down and and shred out all these solos and sing so i just let dan do all the solo shredding and that's you know normally he sings more than solos and he just knocks it out of the park man i mean the last two shows we did together i let him do most of the legwork on the solos and he's just been like destroying it as of late so it's it's pretty cool to have some other people to lean on i guess you know like uh singing though that's something that like i can sing some songs i do recall we did the show we did a jam night in uh bowed last month me and a kid i actually go to school with showed up there and we're like oh you want to play some songs and it was like uh 
yeah like what do you know kid and he's just like well we could play these songs and it's like all right so we looked him up on our phone and, and went up there and played him like oh, cool. yeah scott gave us like an hour so we just like sat down and like looked at him on our phone and figured it out we ended up playing stranglehold and that was one that was like i can sing this and i know i can it's not gonna be super great but we get done sing get done singing and playing it and uh you know, everyone's just like high fiving me afterwards, like that was awesome. It was so good. Way to go! Like, and I'm just like, I don't know if you're being nice or if I did that good <laughs> of a job, because that's uh, I don't know. I like singing like Nugent songs. I don't know why, yeah. but um, yeah, man, singing that's a tough deal. Uh, yeah. yeah. Who were your singers in the band? Let's give them another oh, shout yeah, out. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Anna Armstrong is one of them. Um, and she is uh, yeah an amazing singer. I actually ran into her. Uh, Two weeks ago, it was at a jam night that I just kind of ran into her. She was out front playing darts, and oh, cool. uh, I was in the back. Um, this was at Patty's, uh, Jeremy's jam night. Yeah, man, I and, love going to those. And she was like, "I've never sang at a jam night before," so I was like, "Well, why don't you just come back and sing?" So we ended up doing one of the songs that we do at the church, just because that's one of the ones that she knew, and uh-huh. I kind of wanted to. Uh, I don't know, give get her out of her comfort zone kind of thing. Like, yeah. So it it was a little rough, but you know she's she was so excited about it. Like that was the amazing part of part about it. She was just so hyped up about like singing in a different in front of different people. Exactly. And, stuff. and yeah. Uh, so that was that was pretty pretty awesome. Uh, and then the other one is Chandra Vincent. So, uh, and she uh, takes care of the books, uh, okay. amazingly, like all the all the song books and stuff yep. like that, reorganizing them. And she's a great singer too. But uh, I appreciate her most for doing that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's so nice when somebody does the legwork too. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's the legwork you were talking about. Yeah, man, ago. that's the tough. That's that actual tough stuff that's in a band. Like, oh, we need to organize all this stuff, and everyone's got to have a copy <laughs> of it, and like. That's the stuff that everybody takes for granted, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, practicing's tough. Yeah, moving gear is tough. Yeah, showing up on time. It's all kind of tough, but, like, I mean, bless her soul for doing all, like, I don't want to say it's the hard work, but for doing the hard work on that, because that's, uh, that's no easy feat, you know, mm. to, to organize things for everybody else. That's like mother hen type stuff, you know? Like, yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, I made songbooks that were a lot like the ones that we had over in Badger for our saviors, just to try to get it organized a little bit. And the worst part about making them in the first place is now I've got to try to keep them organized. And I, yep. I just got my songbook that I keep organized and the rest of them are just falling apart. Yeah, that's the <laughs> like, way it happens, man. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So uh, Kate, Smith actually said that she's going to start going through and kind of organizing them and seeing what songs are missing and which ones are just out of order and things like yep. that. So I, I, I say good luck. Yeah, no kid. <laughs> I mean, just getting a songbook together too, like that's difficult stuff. I mean, it's it's one thing. You're like me. If if you have lyrics and chords, you can do all of that stuff. You can play along or sing along or figure it all out. But as to actually sit down and compile a giant list of songs that you can play and have them all in, like, let's say, alphabetical order for easy finding and things like that, and like bringing it with you to a show, like, that's not an easy task. You know, I see some people doing it with tablets to make it easier, yeah. uh, which which is nice. But then you have to make sure the tablet's charged and, and maybe you have to make sure that you got Wi-Fi access or something, you know. So things can still go wrong, which... Yeah, I haven't figured out how they actually can just look up different songs that fast in that tablet but it seems like when when you're playing off the cuff and like let's play this song and then somebody's like oh let me let me let me try to find it in here and then like 
So I I don't know, but uh, yeah, uh, it's definitely easier if you have all the songs memorized. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't know how many songs you're playing, but sometimes that's not possible. No, man. it's not possible no. in these church bands. Like the, the book is this thick of just paper. <laughs> yeah, for everyone that that can't see us because oh. we don't do video it, we're talking like three four inches five inches thick of paper just like a it's like a bible yeah it's it's literally yeah. as thick as a bible you yeah. know and but. it's just uh words and chords and uh that's 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 what i'm playing with and uh, uh the the reason we've got to have that many songs though is because we, we keep putting more fresh ones in because people get used to the ones that we normally yep. do so we kept we keep trying to keep keep it fresh and then to also kind of get along with whatever the pastor is like talking about that week that becomes like i was saying before the challenge yeah i i didn't actually really think about that too much but that i totally get where you're coming from because mm-hmm. like i'm not i'm just throwing out a total for instance because like lutheran church usually aren't this way but like say there's like a hellfire and brimstone type thing where they're going to be like you know, you might not want to do this kind of stuff and whatever. And then you don't want to get out there with like a super happy song as the next one. You know, you might want to have like a song True. about repentance or something like be the next one or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I totally get where you're coming from. It's tough. I bet it would be really tough to actually find the right songs to fit the right message every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them uh, we just focus on one song that matches the message and then the rest of them are just songs that we like to play. Yep. But uh, so it's. Uh, we it it's a it's a little bit pick and choose. Yeah, like uh, one of the last songs you play has probably got to be a little more upbeat to kind of send the people out yeah, the door with a happy yeah, feel. We definitely try to do that. So yeah, okay, I'm kind of picking up where you're going with this, and like that wouldn't always be easy to do. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of upbeat church songs out there, but like at the same time, those are the ones we like doing the best. So. Dude, those are so much fun. <laughs> I I had so much fun playing uh, some church songs, and I don't know why, but it's just. It's hard not to smile while you're yeah. playing some of those songs, and uh, I know it's not rock and roll, and I know it's not heavy metal and stuff, but it's, I I liked it, dude. I really had a fun time playing in church, and like I'm I'm glad to hear you're doing. It. I didn't even know you were playing in church band. You got you're in two, you know, traveling around doing it. So that's yep. that's yep. that's awesome, man. Yeah, we didn't do it this past year, but uh, the in the years prior, we've had uh, three different. Uh, we we call them. Uh, forgot what we were calling but we actually uh took over the gazebo in that park that's across the street from the school and okay. uh we we set up in the gazebo mm-hmm. uh we we talked to the city and they were okay with it and then we had uh different church bands from like fort dodge and the badger band and uh different church bands from around the area that wanted to show up and just play with us and play through their own set and we all kind of got to see what everybody else was putting out there and uh, yeah, man. yeah uh there was a, there was a group of kids from clarion that uh it was like their youth group like you were saying mm-hmm. but they were writing all their own music and putting oh, that out there so and cool. they 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 were amazing to watch like the drummer was doing a whole bunch of different stuff that was just like out there you know and yep. it, it was it, yeah it was it was a, I, i'm not sure their name but uh uh it, things like that that you can get organized enough to get people together can really uh really amaze you yeah man like those jam nights that you're talking about going to uh, mm-hmm. uh i mean we mentioned jeremy ober earlier but like of jeremy course. set up the one at, at patty's pub he's usually doing the one there it's once a month yep uh you know he invited me to come up there and play a show with him and and like you said going out of your comfort zone like it was the first jam night that i was actually like obligated to play at because i was one of the house musicians so okay. if, so if nobody wanted to play guitar 
guess who's playing? It's me. It's you know. Me. But if somebody else wants to play, here's my stuff. Stop, you know, get up here, start stomping on pedals and crank it up to you know a million and do whatever you want to do. I don't care. So, but man, those it's, it's like you said, you get out there in front of some people you don't normally get to get out in front of. You get to see people play that you don't normally get to see. So you get to, it's it's kind of humbling and awesome at the same time to see somebody so much better than you play. But it's also like. A nice measuring stick, you know, you get to see like, oh, there's still work to be yeah. done here. I thought I was, you know, I thought I was actually pretty good. And then you hear some of these other guys get out there and start ripping on stuff. And you're like, holy And you crap. go home and you practice and exactly. you're like, I, I need to do the, what they were doing. Exactly. But also with those, it's the networking. Yeah. You get yeah. to meet other musicians. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. Maybe other musicians would need another little part in their song or something yeah. like that when they're recording or something. You never like, know. You never know, but it's the networking is what I, I focus on when I'm there. Meeting other musicians that get up and play a little something, but you've never really seen before, and so you introduce yourself and kind of tell, tell them where you're from, what you do, and yeah. Yeah, and not every musician has a dedicated band. Some of them are just mm-hmm. looking for certain people to plug in certain stuff on certain songs. I've been to the studio a couple times and and heard people's like, oh, this is what I got for a rough track. Just play some leads over top of it, see what you come up with. And, you know, I've never once been chosen by anybody for any of their songs because usually, you know, like some of the better musicians in the area come along and snatch up those parts. But right. it is kind of neat to go out there and actually like get the opportunity to play on some of these things and talk to some of these people and and just get the experience of sitting down in a studio with them and, and hearing what's in their mind and how it comes out you know right. playing the music and stuff like that and i mean don't sell the older guys up the river i always said that especially in this area like no. there's so many guys that are 40 years old 50 years old 60 years old and up that are killers at their instruments yeah uh the, they've had more time yeah dude that's <laughs> that's the one thing i keep telling myself like they've had many more years to practice than i have right. and uh that's part of it but you know kudos to them for actually sticking with it for as right. long as they have because i mean i've taken gaps out of you know out of my 20s and didn't even play for one reason or another but it's just for learning music it's i i think it's like 90 percent of it is just drive yeah just man no, no matter what you're doing with the whole music area it's just like 90 percent of it is just drive to get it done yep as long as you have that drive there it something's gonna happen yeah a buddy of mine once said it a little bit differently he was like it's the person who gets bored last is the best (laughs) and that's like that's i don't know if that's the best way to say it but it's like man if you get tired if you're bored of playing music you're tired you don't want to do it anymore you're not going to get any better and Uh like uh, when I'm doing my lessons, the one thing I always try to make sure is like, are you having fun doing this? Like, what songs do you think you would have fun playing along to? And I always try and make sure the students are having as much fun as possible while I'm still force feeding them music to learn and mm-hmm. and chords and and different little tiny bits of theory and stuff like that, and just trying to get it to stick in people's heads. Um, for example, I was waiting for a student to come up today, and I was playing some Tenacious D because I like to play different songs in between my students yeah. uh, lessons and stuff like that and the kid comes up and he says oh you're playing tenacious d and i was like i'll teach you this song if you don't blast it on 10 like in your household around your parents and stuff you know because he's he's in high school but it's still like you know you don't come on you don't need to be playing tenacious d <laughs> you know, cranked up to 10 around your family and stuff but Con- I, considering what else they could be listening to right now in this day and age yeah like, tenacious d is a little uh, not so bad anymore yeah, no kidding no <laughs> kidding man when we were growing up though it was just like your tenacious say- d yeah. was like oh no yeah you're saying what and i mean i, I get as two chunky guys with acoustic guitars but you know, yeah <laughs> you know 
but yeah, I guess they do have one song that I wouldn't play for normally. <laughs> I, I mean, that, <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple you could pick yeah. out, but it's dude, I love me just just getting sitting down with people and finding out what they like and. And even as far as like going to those jam nights and finding out like other tunes that other people like to play, and uh, not every song gets played the same way twice, you know. Like uh, I remember like going to some jam nights and it's just like, hey, I want to play this song, and and the other guitarist is like, I don't know what it is. Like, what key is it? And it's in this, and it's like, well, sweet, this song gets a free solo if I play rhythm guitar, and he's gonna he's just gonna rip the whole thing up from start to finish, and <laughs> and that's. You know, it's not the way I would play it, but it's awesome when somebody's just like, I'm just going to solo the shit out of this song, you know? I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, and they just go to town, man. So I I did get in, to go out there and network with people because there's so many bands around the area that are so good and, and not, you know, you don't have the time to go see all of them. I don't have the time to go see all... Like, no, not everybody has time to go see everybody's band. You know why? Because we're all in bands. We're all doing <laughs> we're stuff. All, you know? We're all busy. Now I'm yeah. not so much in the band scene anymore um, ever since I've been out of uh uh riddle with class i I had all yeah. this equipment right and yeah. that's that's because i i had like all, all the all the equipment for actually playing everything and that, that's when i started doing a little bit of dj work on yeah. the side yeah i thought i a saw little, a little bit of that on facebook a little bit here and there and then uh um eventually after i was kind of doing that for a little while little while uh mojo productions actually picked me up as one of their djs to kind that's of awesome. uh contract me out for different places and like so now i'm I'm just working for them and uh it's it's been really good this past year um, yeah what kind of places like uh weddings and weddings mostly mostly yeah but um, uh what other kind of stuff have you done i'm sure you've done something else uh like christmas parties for different oh, different kind of uh businesses cool man uh that's that was kind of interesting and uh um didn't different uh like events for fundraising and oh nice yeah uh, yeah, so yeah yeah that those are the kind of things that you really feel like you're giving back to uh-huh um one of my favorite ones to do every year um they uh, they got it over in manson mm-hmm. well actually it's not in manson it's uh over in, uh, at the golf course by uh, uh that's uh Twin Lakes, yeah, that's okay. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twin okay. Lakes yep. Golf Course, and uh, that that one's raising money for the Make a Wish Foundation. Nice, that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they all go out and golf all day, and then uh, they come in, and I actually do the uh, uh, the auction part of it. Oh, cool. So, so you, do you do auction at your work too? Last year was the first year I got thrown into it because they didn't really tell me that they needed somebody like that and apparently their auctioneer didn't show up or something yeah and they're like well can you do it and then afterwards they're like you you did a really good job selling this stuff and like you should do this more often so <laughs> now whenever somebody asks me about it i'm like yeah i could probably do that that's awesome so so maybe maybe there's another career as an auctioneer you know in town or something i wouldn't say that i that I could do it professionally at yeah. all, but uh, if if you need a DJ and you've also won an auctioneer, I think I could do that. Uh, uh, there's another event that I'm going to be auctioneering and DJing coming up, and that was for uh, Abby. Uh, shoot, I'm not going to remember her married name. Um, I'll come back to it. But I'm, I'm bad with names, so don't <laughs> ask. Uh, don't ask me, man. <laughs> but my wife's actually putting it together to set it up. Oh, uh, McBurney, Abby McBurney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know who that is. Yep. Yeah, uh, we went to school with her. She just got cancer not too long ago. Oh no. Um, she is uh 
Yeah, we're uh, my wife's kind of putting a fundraiser together with a few of her friends, and um, it's gonna be end of March sometime down in Fort Dodge at the rides. Okay. But, uh, yeah, um, that's that's gonna be a kind of a fun place. Definitely a good uh, uh, that one of those things that make you feel good for doing. Yeah, um, dude. And uh, I I definitely feel 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 bad for her and her husband. Yeah, I've man. always called him just McBurney. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's not something you'd wish on on your biggest enemy or anybody. No. You know, I mean, that's that's tough stuff. That's uh, that's not something that I mean, like everybody's kind of had somebody that's went through the whole cancer thing. So mm-hmm. I think everybody knows how everybody how knows tough somebody. it can be. Could you imagine how tough it would be if it was you like going through it? Like, no. And I mean, like obviously, like the family dynamic would be tough. But like, could you like? I don't know if I'd be strong enough personally to like. Just no. get up, at, get out of bed every morning, and do that. So, like, I mean, everybody needs the support, all the support they can, yeah. and, and giving back to that man. Uh, kudos to you once again for that, because I feel like I, I forgot that you were doing stuff after Riddled with Class, and I didn't know you were doing church bands. I knew you were doing some DJ stuff, but it mm-hmm. seems like most of the stuff you do is very community based, and that's that's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we need people like that around here to keep this community going, and. Uh, Hats off to you for being the guy that's, that's right. doing it. Uh, I mean, it was he, bred into me from being an Eagle, an Eagle Scout growing up. So, <laughs> heck, heck yeah, man! I mean, that's another thing that it like, was, yeah, it, there's there's no other way than to like just constantly just be doing stuff for uh, the community and other people because it just makes everybody happier to be around. You yeah, know? It, it just makes makes everyone stronger and. Yeah, you're improving the worth of you and everyone around you and everyone you come in contact with. I mean, that's one reason I wanted to start giving guitar lessons was it was just like, yeah. you know, I, if I can transfer any of my knowledge to anybody else or at least instill like a good work ethic into them or the enjoyment factor of all of this, then I've done my part, you know. And uh, I started doing lessons and I just went around all the other shops, found out how much everyone else was charging. And I was like, yeah. well, I can charge less than that, you know. like yeah. uh, So that way people... Save the parents some money. Exactly. You know, otherwise they'd have to drive out of town and go somewhere else. And I'm not not advocating other places, but yeah, like no. if, if families can't leave town and this is their only option is to go six blocks over to the place on Main Street where I give guitar lessons, then then I'm there and I've I've I'm more than willing to work out deals with people and like any way I can give back, I'm trying my best to now. And uh, you know, I got somebody to look up to now because I like doing that. <laughs> I like doing the church band stuff. I really did, and uh, I'm happy you're doing that. Man. Yeah, it makes me happy. I feel bad that I haven't made it into that shop as often as that I want to. But yeah. uh, so I've only been in there twice since it's been open. But you know what the unfortunate thing is? What's that? It closed. Oh, it did. Okay. Yep. Uh, so I still give lessons upstairs, but it's now a teacher swap. Oh. So uh. It's it's a place now where you can go in and donate supplies for teachers, and teachers can come in there and, and bring in excess supplies they have and swap them out for new ones or go buy supplies that they have for lesser cost because teachers can no longer write off some of their supplies for their mm-hmm. uh, classrooms and things like that, which is, you know... Also a good thing. Yeah, it's an unfortunate that that happens, so it's great that we have a place like that in town to do that kind of stuff, and... uh I want to say that that is run by the same lady that owns uh, Sisters here in town, the Home Cooked Meals. So, okay, uh, you know, shout out to that for another. I mean, this this community's got a lot of people willing to help each other. Definitely. You know, uh, the music scene's no different. I'm I'm glad I've I'm glad I've known that you've been doing music around the area for twelve years now. It seems yeah. you know twelve plus years uh, out of high school the entire time you've been doing it at least. So, 
on and off a little bit, but mostly on. So yeah, man. And uh, you got anything else you want to mention? What's the next show of any sort that you have coming up? Uh, like, let's say somebody wants to catch you in a church band. Where uh, where they where can they catch you this Sunday? Oh, this Sunday we're at Badger. All right. So this Sunday, if you uh want to check out Cody, he's going to be in Badger. Otherwise, he was going to be at our Savior's uh, Lutheran Church most of the time in Humboldt. Here Catch on us Sundays. on the radio for there. Yeah, uh, 97.7. Uh, you can just you know go somewhere in Humboldt County and <laughs> you turn, your dial, turn your dial to anything, and it'll be there. So, uh, Anything else you want to mention? Uh, are you giving plenty of shout-outs to all the right people? I think you're one of the first people that came in well-prepared with a nice list for every band and yeah, mentioning did, everybody. Didn't want to be persecuted for missing anybody. <laughs> Dude, I've forgotten enough <laughs> names, and I've caught enough flack for it. I think it's time yeah. for someone else to catch a little flack. I don't know. Nope, nope. I got them all written it's, it's not going to be you this time. So, I've I, No, I've, I've had a nice ride. Yeah, man. Um so yeah, he can check him out with his church bands. Otherwise, you can check him out. Uh, hire him as a DJ and come check out your stuff. Uh, hit up Mojo Productions and uh, they'll get a hold of Cody and he can come play yep. your player bar mitzvah or whatever you got going on. Whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, we'll play your backyard. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. <laughs> I, live music is so much fun, and when you can't have live music, you better have a DJ. So you got both of those avenues covered, man. So that's yep. really really cool. There's some weddings that I've actually. Uh, sang at and DJed at oh, the same wedding. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Double duty. Yeah, a little double dip on there. That's that's pretty awesome. So uh, I want to say thanks for uh, you know coming in doing a podcast with me. We had talked about this a little bit, and uh, this is a great conversation, man. Uh, I, you and I don't talk constantly. No. I mean, we keep in uh, sparse contact here and there. We're always friendly with one another, but uh, it's always good to sit down and actually get to talk to somebody about about this stuff because I learned so much about you that I didn't know. Like I didn't know you were doing the church band things, and and you're very involved in the community. So it's a uh, great to actually you know get your word out there and let you uh, talk to some people about what you're doing and uh, how they can find you and enjoy some of the stuff that you're doing for them. So yeah, I just want to say that uh, I've been listening to the podcast and you're doing some good things there too. Like it's like keeping a a, a record now of of stories from around the area and from further away of of different musicians that have been around like um that, that their stories aren't going to be around forever but now now they are because they're they're recorded and they're somewhere, you know, yep. like Steve Curry's stories about Bob Johnson's father about yeah. him playing the fiddle and stuff. Like I oh. just listened to that one today. Dude, was... that was funny. He put the fiddle up to his face and it just disappears because of how big <laughs> his hands were. Yeah. That was the greatest thing I'd ever I laughed so hard at that. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, these stories are fun. I uh I didn't know how this was all gonna go down. I didn't know who all I was gonna get to interview, who would be interested in doing interviews. Yeah. Uh it's neat to actually sit down and like give back to, like around this area, down in the Des Moines area. Um, I mean, there are a couple other podcasts that do things kind of like what I'm doing, but like one of them's in Iowa City. There's one in Des Moines, but it's uh, I don't want to say it's not going anymore, but they don't do as many episodes as they used to. So uh, okay. I kind of you know uh, have filled in a, a small void that was here, and like I you know also took a big homage to Mason out of Fort Dodge. Uh, he does the 921 Regional Rock Hour on Fridays, but I'm. I'm not around here on Fridays a lot of times, so mm-hmm. I can't listen to it. So I kind of made my own regional rock hour, I guess, you know. And it's, no, it's uh, it's definitely neat to hear the music that he puts on there because you're like, I know those people. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And it's it's bands that are they're actually it, it's good, man. Yeah. It's it's 
people sell local live music short far too often. And I think people are finally starting to come back around and yeah. realize that there's a lot of good musicians it's out there. Too long. Yeah, it's uh, I'm sure it's one of those things you've been around long enough where you're like, how come this wasn't happening ten ten years ago? You yeah. know, but but you were also out in the front lines fighting for all of us today. So you know, props for doing all those shows. You know, the some of the first rock and picnics. So that way, I could right. come in on the tenth one, and there'd be 250 people there for me to play at two in the afternoon already. You know, like that's that's the kind of stuff that like. People like me who are playing the shows now, I have to thank people like you that were playing the shows like that back then when they oh, had we some just, of their first we just shows. happy to be invited. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're ecstatic about it. Oh, man. Well, you, you're doing the community a due service. I'm going to shake your hand real quick thanks. just to say thanks for doing the podcast, man. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, appreciate it. Check out, his, uh, check out his church bands on Sundays and uh, check out his Mojo Productions DJ work that he does. Uh, hit him up if you want to hire him. Thanks, Cody. Thanks, Pete. Yep. There's another one in the bank for you, ladies and gentlemen. I had a great time talking with Cody. Uh, we, I mean, we've sat down and we've been cordial with one another many times, but we've never actually sat down and talked about all the things he does. I, Like I said, I didn't know he was doing so much stuff with uh, church bands and stuff. And that's really cool, you know, getting a bunch of different uh, church bands from the areas together and playing. And, uh, you know, I grew up playing in a church band. I, I really enjoyed it. I cut my chops there, man. That's where I learned to... Uh, to do the basics and a little bit more so shout out to all the people out there grinding away in church bands if uh, you're a beginning guitarist and you go to church that'd be a great place to start uh, most churches would be more than willing to have somebody anybody there that's uh, musically talented and willing to share their talents with somebody in the community and uh, I'm glad that Cody's doing that so uh, hats off to Cody for doing that hopefully everybody enjoyed the podcast I had a great time and this is already the end it was a long conversation, and we made it this far. And you didn't even know we made. Well, how far did we get into it? An hour plus. We're over an hour, ladies and gentlemen. So, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks.